Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. <laughs> hey everybody and welcome to all the small games this is going to be our the first part of our best games of 2019 episode my name is andrew levins my name is jonathan valenzuela and joining us for the first 90 seconds of this episode to deliver his best indie game of 2019 we have uh extremely well-renowned uh you know one of the best in the game uh games journalist archie levins is here <laughs> Hello (laughs) Um, Archie, just before we get stuck into our top 10 of the year What was your favourite indie game of 2019? Best best indie game of the year, buddy What do you got? Goose Game Goose Game Untitled Goose Game Huge We recorded that one time together with my sister, Matilda Yeah, that was maybe the best step of uh, the year. I think it's definitely it's, the most popular. It definitely <laughs> is. Oh, it definitely I, is. Okay, actually, just, you just saw a sticker on John's laptop. What is it? It's a sticker of? Um, Donut Counting. Donut Counting. I think it was your favorite, that was your favorite indie game of last year, I think. Yeah. Hey, I thought of another indie game that you loved this year. Hold Down. You played heaps of that. Oh, I love that one. I think I want to make it, like, Runner bigger. Runner-up. Honorable mention. If you can say the words honorable uh, mention, it can be your honorable mention. Go. Honorable mention. <laughs> Close enough. Honorable ma- mention. Okay, well you you can go play video games on the iPad now. You've you've done your. You've you've earned it. Yeah, this is your this is your your work for the day done. Well okay, done. Then I'll <laughs> take this off. <laughs> Bye. He's attacking the equipment. See, Archie. Bye, Archie. Bye. Hey, wh- wait, wait! You didn't tell us why Goose Game was your favorite. Because you, because it's so fun. What does the goose say? Honk, 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 honk. Is that the honk. best? Is that one of the best parts of the game? Getting no. to honk. No, um, it's getting to get away um from all the characters. Bye. See, you, Archie. Thanks for all your input this year. You did great. Well, now that Archie's gone, it's yes, just, it's just the just the men. Am I right, John? <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, yeah, it's cold one o'clock. Hell yeah! It's been a we, long year, John Valenzuela. It has, but it's been you know what? It's been a damn good year 
Yeah, for, for small games, and especially I would say the first half of this year was some of like the most. That was uh, every night I went to bed going, "I'm so happy I have an indie games podcast," because <laughs> <laughs> there was that many incredible indie releases. Uh, I reckon it, I think there was a bit of a lull in the middle of the year. That's fair. But yeah. then, we, then we've come home strong in these final yeah, months. Yeah, definitely, reckon. definitely. So um, we're gonna, we're going to go through our top. This episode we'll do our from from ten to five. Ten to six. Ten to six. Yes, five right. through so one. For the next some, I reckon we've got some honourable mentions. Do we want to do? I, I funnily enough, I re-listened to last year's Game of the Year episode in prep for this episode, and we had like a minor argument about where honourable mentions go in the scheme of. What did, what did my crazy 2018 ass have to say well, about the weird, that? Well, the weird thing is, our last one was back when we do, like, two-hour episodes. Uh-huh. That was the norm. And so, the honourable mentions were happening during that episode regardless. I think we did it after. Right. So, let's... What are your thoughts? What do you reckon? I feel because it's a split into two. Let's just do them up front. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I totally Sounds agree. Sounds good. Um, so, honourable mentions for me, um, uh, one of them is a, is a, uh, a disclaimer... A, a, this is a game you that you played a disclaimer well, this year. I, I played. I played a game that I did not like at first, and said I would return to it when they patched it. Okay. Oh. And that game is uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Rich. Curse Wait, of the, Ritual Rich, of the Night. Ritual Sorry, of the Curse night? of the Moon is last year. Yeah. Uh, Ritual of the Night. Bloodstained, Curse, Ritual of the Night. Um, of uh, you know, the the game, the spiritual successor to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <clears throat> um, it was released. Uh. Earlier this year, it came out on PS4 and PC at first, and everyone was like, this is amazing. And then they did a Switch version, and suddenly the press switch shifted from this game is good to this game is bad. Yeah. Because of the performance issues on the Switch. Um, they took forever to patch it, but I imagine there was a lot of work. I mean, I played it unpatched, and it was a, a very slow, messy game. Hot garbage. Um, but you could tell there was a good game in there somewhere. Um, I recently put three hours into it since it's been patched. Oh, really? Um, okay. Be- beat a few bosses, uh, visited a few new levels, got some upgrades, some crazy new powers. Uh, there is so much to that game yeah. uh, that I was like, even though I was enjoying it immensely, uh, and I was like, you know, I still don't like it as much as another Metroidvania that I loved this year. But um, I definitely want to put that out there as, what, was it if it was as good as it is now when it came out, I probably would have finished that game, and I reckon it may have gotten a spot in my top ten list. Interesting. Okay. How long? How long did it take for them to patch it to this point? Like, it would re- have been like four months. Four to five months. Yeah. yeah, it was a while. But like you know, it's it's pretty significant. The game looks a lot better, and uh, more importantly, it runs a lot more smooth. Uh, there's a lot less loading in between rooms. In fact, there's almost none. Okay. Uh, which is what you want in a Metroidvania oh. game, where where you're you know encouraged to backtrack and yeah. and grind and, and and do all that great the stuff. The amount of and- the amount of moving around a Metroidvania expects you want it to be pretty seamless and i would say yeah like the the biggest pet peeve for me um when playing not even just indie games a lot of third party games you never experience it with nintendo games like first party games loading on the switch i I, loading is probably the worst thing about playing games on the switch there there are some games like i had in time recently like that especially when a game like you know where it takes a while to get good or something and every time you're going in between levels or whatever and you've got to wait up to a minute just looking at a static image yeah. while the game is loading or and you're like or is it bro- were you, were you like slow bar that thought open enters your head where you're like is it broken yeah yeah i'm half, half the time when that happens i've gotten my phone out and i'm playing something else while waiting for another game to load so yeah that's no way to play no tiny attention span me you got an honorable mention for me i got i got a bunch of honorable mentions are we going Back and forth here. Um, we, we, I've, I've only got one or two more. Are we tuned if, for tuning? Do you want me to burn through my my honorable? Do it. Burn okay. through yours, and I'll burn, burn through these mine honorable real quick. Um, 
Well, uh, I have another game that I, I unfortunately wasn't able to put too much time into. Uh, two more games, actually. Okay. Um, uh, one of them is uh, Eagle Island. Yes. Um, a game that I spoke about um, earlier in the year. Um, it is a uh, semi-kind of Metroidvania exploration adventure platformer where you play a dude who uh, has a, an eagle on his arm and the eagle, you send the eagle out to do, to do the combat. Mm-hmm. Basically, like you, you aim the eagle and then you shoot the eagle and then you get power ups that allow him allows the eagle to like shoot through several things at once and um, you basically have to go into uh, almost dungeons um, and, and they are procedurally generated. Okay. Um, and uh, if you die in those dungeons, you've got to jump back to the to the start. Right. Um, if I had a lot more spare time in these last few months, it would have been the game that I sunk a lot more time into. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I've finished the the first two dungeons, and then I keep getting kicked back to the beginning of the third. And I was and like you know when you're already stressed enough outside of your life, the last thing you need is a game making you stressed too. So at some point in 2020, Eagle Island is a game that I definitely want to complete. Um, definitely check out some some footage if you uh, haven't heard or, or seen any of this game before. It's a definitely a sleeper hit of 2020, cool. 2019. What fucking year yeah. is it? Yeah, and um, the other one, uh, and then the uh, other one uh, that I haven't finished yet because um, it only just came out um, is uh, the final campaign of Sho- of Shovel Knight. Oh yes, of course, King Shovel of Cards, Knight, King of just Cards, came out. where you play as King Knight. Um, I've played uh, I don't know maybe like the first just under an hour, mm. uh, a few levels of that where you, yeah you play as basically an entirely new character, King Knight, who was one of the bosses in the original Shovel Knight campaign. Um, and he has an entirely different move set to Shovel Knight himself. Um, basically, it's kind of like a mix between Wario, so you barge into enemies, or you can jump and barge, and then once you barge into them, you shoot into the air and then pirouette down. Okay. Um, and so, which is kind of like that, like, like I don't know, that, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii, where yeah, like, you yeah, had yeah. that weird hat where you span up in the air and then you slowly came down and you could bounce back up like that. Yep. So basically he like spins down and you can land on enemies and kind of hop to, to break blocks or enemies. But you can't just walk into an enemy. You have to barge into them. Okay. It takes a while to get used to like like all of the um, the new ways of playing. But it amazes me that like... I mean, Shovel Knight to begin with, he was never like, you know, the run of your meal platforming character. You've got to, you know, use your shovel and strike down yeah. to, to, to kill the enemies. Um, I, I just love that they've always they've thought of now like four different characters in, in relatively similar terrain, but they do edit they edit all the courses so that you can use your new the new ways of tra- like to new ways of combat and traversal um, from the new characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the three that I uh, you know have have played and really enjoyed and wish I could play more of uh, before I. Before I submitted my uh, my 2019 best, sure. Um, there are a few that I unfortunately wasn't able to play. Um, obviously, Outer Wilds, which I imagine is going to feature pretty fairly highly on your list. Um, it came to PS4. Uh, PS4 is way harder for me to put time into than than Switch, and I'm still trying to get through you know an 100 hour play of Death Stranding uh, at some point. <laughs> sure. Uh, so that that will be the next game I buy on PS4. Um, and uh, and then again, another game that just came out on PS4 that I've been looking forward to for a long time is Watam. Yes. Watam, Watam, um, which is uh, the game by the creator of Katamari Damacy, mm-hmm. um, Japanese uh, developer, and uh, he has done Nobby Nobby Boy. Uh, he's just an endlessly creative and, and weird uh, director of video games. These games are so joyous and crazy to play. In this game, you can inhabit anything. So, I like, th- I think so. It's one of those ones that, like, I've seen it around, but haven't gotten a good idea of what the game is. Yeah, I can't imagine it's going to be that long of a, of, of a game. But nah. yeah, like, I, like you know, you can be anything from like a piece of sushi to a poo 
to yeah. like you know a house and everything has a face on it and then you can just you can just be that thing and interact with the world as I don't, it, it makes no sense to try and describe uh, but I, I, that's something else that I look forward to playing too I reckon the kids will love that one too yeah um, and then finally um, again that I did finish that um, is just outside I would say this would be number eleven okay um, is a Devolver uh, published game called Piku Niku right um, <clears throat> a really really cute adventure puzzle game. Um, and in fact, I am going to give it an award. I'm going to give it my best soundtrack of the year. Really? Yeah, I loved that um, that game. I'm going to talk about a few other games that had amazing soundtracks this year. But uh, that, as far as earworms go, sure, um, that game had the most ones that would just get stuck in my head for so long. Especially that main theme that. I could just do that for the, for the next sure. half hour, but. Um, yeah, it's an unbelievably creative and fun soundtrack. It was a gorgeous game uh, to look at and, mm. and and really really fun to play. But I think it, um, you know, it's it's just a collection of odd things you can do as this funny character as opposed to like a game game. Yeah, sure. Um, but I would still absolutely recommend it, and it was a a, a very early highlight of 2019 for mm. me. I'd put I'd put Pick and Nicky in like the kind of Wonder Song basket, where it's like a great Wonder Song. Obviously, was a bit more meaty of a game. There was more sort of game to it. But yep. It's definitely it's it's something that I could hand to an like a, an eight year old, and I know the eight year old's going to love it. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of yeah, that, that that's a game that the kids will play at some point. All right, so finish with your honorable mentions and mm-hmm. miss, and missed out ons. Yep, that's right. All right, my turn. Unless you say ones that I forgot, and all right, I'll, and then I'll steal those. I'm, I'm actually curious because I, I I sat down and put a bunch of research into. This. I, I reckon my entire top five will be in your honorable mentions. I <laughs> That's my prediction. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I'm interested to see. All right. My top, my honorable mentions, Baba is You. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely enjoyed it, but it just, like, the difficulty level shot up so quickly that I was like, this game makes me feel like a dummy. I don't want to Google every solution. Yeah. So. It's, it's a game that I, I definitely want to get back to because I've been hearing more and more podcast hosts that, that played much more of it than us talk about it this right. year and be like, God damn, I need to go back to that. Yeah. Apparently it opens up in a big way once you get past a certain point. Okay. Too. Okay, yeah. cool. But Barbara is you. Big shout out. Uh, Skate City from Apple Arcade. Yeah, uh, well, I, haven't from, even, I think I've downloaded it. I've never opened From it the guys that did Alto's Adventure and Alto's Odyssey. Yep. Just a... Like a really good mobile-based skate game. Like, yeah. It's hell yeah. Thanks, chill, guys. Chill as, right? Uh, Don't Feed the Monkeys, oh, which is yeah, that cool like little weird surveillance game that yep. I was playing on my phone. That was really fun. Uh, After Party. So the new one from the guys that did Oxenfree. It's, it's, I think it falls in the same category as some of your honorable mentions in that I just didn't get enough time with it. Like it might have, it might have made it onto my top 10 of the year list had I spent a bit more time with it. And I do hope hopefully over these holidays to finish it or at least put some more time in but yeah the general consensus around that game is like oh it's good but it's not as good or maybe not not as uh, doesn't make as a big an impression as Oxenfree did i think Oxenfree really introduced a lot of the mechanics that like were impressive in Oxenfree but they've repeated in after party and it's like okay it's it's those again cool um but still like it it's a fun setting having it in hell all that kind of stuff. Here's why I shouldn't be in charge of uh, video game companies. I would have been like, no, our next game is Oxen Paid DLC. <laughs> um, the Tourist with a Y. Yeah, you know what? That that should be on my one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great, like super fun little experience, but not like against all the games that came out this year. Like there were so many really 
fucking good games that came out this year. Yeah, I have like I should like full full transparency. I have I have my ten favorite. I haven't numbered them yet because I right. c- I couldn't do it. So I'm, right. I'm going to be doing that on the fly live. Okay, that's going to be real interesting yeah. to watch, especially that top five. The top five, I've, I've changed my mind on it so many times because I've put a lot of thought into this. No, no, me too. I just can't. Yeah. I can't. Oh, you I can't, can't choose, yeah, yeah. right? Um, my friend Pedro. Mm-hmm. Uh, super fun Just it, it kind of It did what it did Over and over and over again That I reached a point of like Okay Yeah I think You know It was funny Of all the Devolver games Coming out this year That was the game That we were both Looking forward to the most Yeah And um, while it was Totally enjoyable I think um, uh, Devolver actually put out Like a, a number of games That fell I would, I would say Fall into the same genre As what Pedro was You know The, the slowdown um, You know Almost like Hotline Miami-esque Kind of shooter or like you know action game where yeah. you know you, you you die and try again constantly and um i think they have two in particular that were much much stronger than my friend prejo ended up being for, for me at least sure sure yeah uh and f- last two pikaniku yep um and gutta rubato mm. which i might wind up on your list i think that's the one that i most suspect potentially will yeah, i don't even know Right. We, 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 I reckon we'll find out. We'll, we definitely will find out. And finally, the ones that I um, uh, missed out on this year, mainly because they're on PC, and only recently was I like, hey, I have a PC. I could play PC games. Um, Hypnospace Outlaw, which I've been, I've been kind of semi-obsessively reading best game of 2019 lists over the last been showing up two weeks or so the horrible name um yeah it's been it's been popping up on a few lists it's a game about like you're essentially like a a a content moderator in the early 2000s internet yep like it sounds and it has the aesthetic from back then and everything it sounds really wild i want to give it a go uh sunless skies which is a sequel to uh another game called sunless seas it's like a victorian england steampunk space exploration game um, very heavy focus on like writing and story, so that's my bag. Uh, Watam, yep. Like I think for me that might be on PC, but I think it's. I think it's just PS4 at this point. I could yeah, be wrong. that's yeah. that's one of the ones where it's like, well, shit, I don't did, have a PS4. Did Annapurna published that one as well. Yes. Yeah, right. There, yeah, yeah, it's an Annapurna one. Um, Horus, which is a game that I only really just found out about over the last couple of days, but it looks really cool. It's like a little Metroidvania style platformer where you play a robot butler who's like kind of learning his place in the world and stuff. <laughs> It looks like I'm... This episode picking- is cancelled. Yeah. I'm, I'm off to buy a PC so I can play this game. <laughs> um, Nights and Bikes, which is the new... Uh, I think Double Fine were involved in it. Okay, right. I think it's on PS4 and PC. And finally, Super Liminal, which is that like forced perspective first-person puzzle game that I was very stoked off. It didn't do very critically well, which I was kind right. of bummed about. Yeah, but sure. I still want to play it only on the Epic Store at the moment. But um, apparently there is plans to release this on Switch, so I'm I'm hanging out till that kicks in. Yeah, till that that arrives. But uh, yeah, those are my honorable mentions and my gee, I wish I played those of the year. Uh, do I do best soundtrack now? <coughs> yeah, you can do best soundtrack. Yeah, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Okay, sure. Hell of a soundtrack. I love the way it's like it was baked into the game. Essentially, like you couldn't have the game without the soundtrack. Yeah, you absolutely. couldn't have the soundtrack without the game. Um, I mean, for earworms like. The track Wild Hearts Never Die, I, st- I still every once in a while I'm just like yeah. sing the chorus essentially because it's just so damn catchy. But yeah, great, great soundtrack. Bought it on Apple iTunes. Uh, fuck am I saying Apple iTunes? Apple Music? Uh, no, you- bought, it, bought it wherever you buy music from Apple. 
Um, the iTunes store. Yeah. Do you not have Apple Music? You're not a streaming, streaming music guy? No, I like to buy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I have to buy for, for DJing. But sure. I guess I listen to probably way more of it than yeah. you. Yeah. I should do. I should buy more stuff, like see if it's on Bandcamp before I just buy off Apple. Because they get a way better deal off yeah, Bandcamp. Right, yeah, right. But there's totally. extra steps. Anyway. Um, yeah, Annapurna. That's... Oh, sorry. No. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. That's my, that's my soundtrack of the year. Well, do you feel like t- continuing to talk about this game, John? Because it's my... 10th favorite game of the year oh shit okay cool <laughs> sayonara yeah. wild hearts um yeah i guess um it came out on switch you played it on switch um yes and uh, i was really looking forward to playing it on switch i remember it announced uh, at the video game awards last year mm. um it was like the first new game they announced when the when the awards started um and of course you had the big you know Annapurna uh, logo at the beginning and like you're like oh fuck yeah that's gonna be very very cool um and then i i guess when, when it came out and your first description of it i was like oh so it's just like an album that you play and it's like kind of a rhythm game, but it's not really... I guess I wasn't really sure what it was going to be at first. And then hearing descriptions of it, it just wasn't what I thought it was not going to okay. be. <laughs> it is... It's... I remember playing it going, this is very tough to pigeonhole, this game. Like, yeah. It, but- it combines so many different sort of elements from other genres. Like, it's a it's an on-track racer. It's an endless runner. It's a rhythm game. It's a this. It's a that kind of thing. Like, but, like, I, I think, you know... Obviously, Apple Arcade completely won us over immediately oh, with yes. what I would argue. I mean, like, I hope people consider this, you know, once they look back on it um, many years into the future. Like, Apple Arcade's launch lineup is the strongest lineup any oh. game's console or service has ever had, in my opinion. Insane. Um, and so, obviously, like, What the Golf was the, the one game that hooked us immediately. Both of us were just like, okay, this is the game that I'm finishing first. Sure. Um, and I remember being on a plane and uh, my Switch battery ran out while I was playing Link's Awakening. And I had, like, two hours left on this flight to um, to Perth. And so, I opened Sayonara Wild Hearts and played it. Um, and I, I, like, played all of it in yeah, that two you can, hours. you can wrap it up in two. And then I, fi- I finished the game and then immediately went back and, and just found my favorite parts and replayed them again. Yeah. B- mostly because, yeah, one, like it almost felt like I have, you know, since downloaded the, um, the, the soundtrack on Apple Music, but it almost felt like cheating to hear, to the, hear the music again while not playing it again. Okay. So like, I, I wanted to go and experience that. I, I feel like that the, the, the music is so much more fun oh, yeah. when you're playing along to it because you know, these little mini levels that you get, these songs that you play along to, they're so carefully timed to the soundtrack. <laughs> Um, and uh, the emotional high points, you know, the, the story is kind of, you know, it's like a kind of breakup empowerment yeah, tale. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. And uh, but it's it's just it's so much fun. Um, and uh, there are very very difficult parts playing that on the phone because you've got to swipe your finger sure. to dodge uh, dodge things a lot a lot faster than you would uh, you know be able to move a, a joystick. Oh no, it was still difficult to shit on the switch for that yeah. exact reason. Like. Never knowing, it felt a little floaty, like never knowing exactly where I was going to wind up. Yeah. But um, you kind of don't care because you keep being treated to hearing parts of that amazing soundtrack as you replay mm. certain bits. And it's pretty forgiving with checkpoints. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I, I thought it looked really good, but yeah, you're right. The soundtrack is, is the, the one of the best things about that game. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's my, my 10th favorite of the year. That's my number 10. Alrighty. My 10th of the year is... Grindstone. Cool, another Apple Arcade hit. Yes. I probably should have put this on my uh, honorable mentions. Oh, Grindstone. Yeah, but I just I got to a point where I was just like, I don't know what the fuck to do, how to win this part. And I, sure. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, like, some of the sort of the loot system it has can be a little bit frustrating. Um, I'm definitely like, because 
a quick explanation of the game. It's basically it's like a it, it's sort of a, a remix of a match three style game. You play as a barbarian on the board in front of you is a bunch of colorful monsters. You need to link monsters of the same color together into a chain. Um, and your barbarian like smashes through all these, just, all, yeah, these rips through in like, like visceral like you know, yeah. like you know, like you know different color blood splashing yeah. everywhere. It's very cartoony, so it's, it's not gory, but it's you know, cartoony. But it's, yeah, it's visceral what he does to these it's monsters, like spleens and things yeah. flying around the screen. It's awesome. Um, and as you like, as you do kind of extended chains, you put crystals on the board that allow you to change color. So you can just like after a few rounds, you're racking up like giant. 20 to 30 monster chains and getting rewarded for it and all that kind of stuff and then as you go you know as you move through the levels they introduce like various kind of puzzly elements to it like and oh yeah. how do i deal with this particular thing happening on the level or, or the power-ups as well you yeah. can use yeah it's just it's it's really fun for a match three game like the it they nailed it on the head totally and it's also like you know we're now in the era of uh you know if you want to play a match three game there's like a cooldown period and you've got to buy hearts with real life money yeah. if you want to keep playing. And it was so fun to have a game that you could just play again and again and again without yeah. ever having to worry of, you know, paying more money to play. My my beef with it was that you can get equipment, like different different kind of sword attacks or different armors, different arrow like bow and arrows kind of thing. You'd need to replenish those at the workshop using loot that you find in the world i ran out of loot for i really like the poison arrows because the poison arrows would like take off three points of health over three turns so you could use them in a pinch to like whittle down a really heavy monster before going in for the kill they needed poison mushrooms to be made right i'm up to like the 80th 85th 90th level somewhere around that area I can't remember where the poison mushrooms come from in terms of <laughs> levels. So I'm just, I now can't use poison out. Like, I just wish there was some way to be like, I need this resource. And it goes like, oh, hit these levels to get that. Like, that would make the game a lot easier. Like, yeah, that's, that's a, a really more, good point. A lot more user friendly, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the fact that you have to buy, you get resources to build. To, to you know, craft things that will like you know some of them are, you need the power ups in those levels. Oh yeah, some of those more difficult levels. Definitely, I actually felt that actually felt a bit more like a pay to play game. Yeah, you have to play but, to play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you're paying is your time. Yeah, and that's the, like I I genuinely don't mind that. I understand the concept of grinding, and if the game is fun enough, I'm happy to do that. But make it easy for me to grind. Show me where I need to go to do this. I don't want to have to like endlessly scroll through all the levels, like clicking on each one to be like, nope, not there, not there, not there, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun if there was like a weird, like kind of fairly easy at first endless mode where you just keep getting resources and then you could and you can duck out, yeah, or keep playing to get better loot. Well, that but, was, yeah. I mean, I remember when we were both going nuts for it at the same time, mentioning to you that like because you have on each level you need to complete a task. Most of the time, it's kill like fifty monsters. And then the door for the level, the door for the exit will unlock and you can exit. But then after you unlock that door, a chest will appear that requires you to like get a key and then build up a certain big enough chain to open it. And also a king will appear and you need to take the king out. And I was discussing with you like how the level doesn't really start until you've opened the exit. Then it's like, cool, I need to tick off these other two things. And this is like, particularly since by the time you reach that point, the level is 
ridiculously hazard by, hazardous by that point in time. His angry monsters show up in spades, yeah. Yeah, the little anger, like... The monsters are generally happy, but they can turn angry, and if you wind up next to them, they'll attack you, and... You can only get struck three times unless you're wearing armor. Yeah. And even the armor only lasts one strike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love Grindstone. I thought it was a, it was a great game to have on mobile this year. Yeah, it's arguably the best game on Apple Arcade, if you're good at it. <laughs> right, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. All right, number nine. Shall I, shall I hit it first? Yeah, go for it, bro. Hit it. My number nine is actually my number nine is weirdly one of the most recent game I recent games I played. It's Children of Mortar. Oh, cool! Yeah, I just this like I finished it. Oh which wow! Is, which is kind of wild considering it's a rogue rogue like. Um, I just thought it was great. I like from um, the the story as it turned out was kind of a bit lackluster towards the end. Like, without spoilers, the story kind of hinges on, it's an alien, which I was like, <laughs> that's a fucking cop-out. But um, the the combat is fairly simple, but but really fun and really engaging, um, especially as you're, like, as you're dungeon crawling, you pick up various power-ups that, like, by the time you reach the end and face the boss, you're like, hell yeah, let's do this, son. I'm ready to rumble. <laughs> um, I loved the way that it would, like, it gave you so many different characters to play with, with different fighting styles and weapons. And then, I was going to say encouraged, forced is really the right word. After you go on a long run with a character, it would become exhausted and you'd have to, by necessity, choose a different character to play play with next. Yeah, that's such a fun Like, I mechanic. love, yeah. it, it really made me go like, okay, I'm going to try this guy now. It's, and a, it's the argument that I never understood when people were like, oh, Breath of the Wild's a fun game, but I hated the weapons de- degrade and break. It's like, yeah, but that's just encouraging you to play with other weapons. It's, sure. it, it, it should be, like, it's great. It means you, you will never, like, get into a rut of just doing the same moves over and over again. Like... I yeah. I totally agree with you. My one beef with that is let me buy weapons from somewhere. Uh no. <laughs> that was that was what frustrated me because I think I did a run at Ganon's Castle, burnt all my weapons, and then was like, I don't want to play this game, I'm out of weapons. This sucks. Um but that's by the, that's like one of the biggest games of all time. Um yeah, Children of Mortar, I especially loved, even though I wasn't even though the story did wind up bugging me. I loved the way it was presented in little, like, vignettes in between levels, um, using a narrator as kind of, like, overseeing what's happened rather than actually giving a voice to the the characters. Um, And particularly the way, like, it bucked some adventure game trends. Like, this is a family living together in a house. It's not all blood and swords and magic. Sometimes they sit down for dinner. Sometimes they're building a house for a dog that they found. Like, just really cute little moments like that. Yeah, that's great. That's, yeah. This is definitely on my I Need to Playlist. Yeah, it was just such a strong, like... I, I went in going like, yeah, I'm sure this is going to be fine. And went out the other side like, fuck that. I really liked playing that game. That was great. When did you finish it? Um, Like last week or something. Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. I was going to message you, but it was like midnight. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go to bed instead. <laughs> uh, I should point out that, so yeah, like the, what, the first game we talked about was Sayonara Wild Hearts. It yep. was published by uh, uh, Annapurna. Annapurna. developed by Samogo. Um, the game you just talked about, Children of Mortar, um, developed by a dead mage and published by 11, 11 Bit Studios. And Grindstone was... What's well, on Apple Arcade. It's on Apple Arcade. I assume they also made the game. Steve Jobs <laughs> made the game. From Beyond the Grave with Tim Cook, um, it was Capybara. Oh, Hell right, yeah, right, the guys yeah. that did Sword and Sorcery. That's right, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, but developed and published, um, and that was also yeah 
one of the one of the games nominated for best mobile game at the Game Awards, along with a few other games that I'm pretty sure are going to show up on our list. Yeah, and fucking COD Mobile, Call one, of Duty Mobile. Yeah. One. No, that that shut up. That sucked, but it did blitz the industry. Like everyone's a huge fan of. Even Joyride's doing ads for Call of Duty now. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. On his stories, he's like, oh, I'm playing Call of Duty on mobile. Say, like, hashtag PlayStation, hashtag ad. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Get that money, son. <laughs> um, so my ninth favorite game of 2019 um, is a little game that I haven't finished, but I loved it dearly. It's called Slay the Spire. Of course. Um, and uh, while you look up the information of who made and published it, Slay it. the Spire is a, um, a card-based roguelike game uh, in which you are given a hand of card, deck of cards and uh, a few like little things that change uh, every run for you. Maybe you'll get like a gem that you know instantly takes off 10, 10 health of every enemy you, fa- you face or like you know it's a uh, useful gem. Yeah, I mean there, there, there's but you it's it's about the risk. You can get a cursed gem, Ooh. so like you know, it, it gives you like ten extra cards that are useless, but it also does something useful for you. Sure. But so with your your deck of cards, you have to basically make it through a series of dungeons where you have turn based card combat, where you like select a hand um, and play that against uh, you know your enemy before they take you down. You obviously want to make sure you defend enough so that um, you can see how much damage each enemy is going to take off you. So you use your defense cards. Yep. Uh, first and foremost, and then when you can, while they're cooling down or whatever, you attack them with your attack cards. Um, I'm like hearing that describe me describe that now. I'm like, God, that is such an unappealing sounding game. Oh, of course. But <clears throat> I put five minutes into this game and I was like, wow, I think I love card-based combat games. <laughs> and uh, What's happening to me? Look, I didn't let myself get as hooked on it as uh, other people I've recommended this game to, like sure. Zamet from, uh, right, from yeah. Thumb Cramps and uh, uh, Sans Pants. He, uh, he's put, I think, like near 100 hours oh into this God. game. I think he's won it with some of the characters but not others. I've, I've, I've only, I'm around the 10-hour mark on this right, game. Right, right. Uh, haven't beat it? Haven't beat it. I'm too, sure. dum- too dumb to beat it. Sure. Um, it's like me and Into the Breach. It's uh yeah very very good comparison boy yeah. actually I reckon that this is like yeah 20, 2019's into the breach of sure. just uh, like you know a game that you don't think you're into but it's presented in such a way that it's just so appealing that you keep wanting to give it one more run yeah and uh, I can see myself as like a like a stoner in my early twenties living alone this just being my life just slaying slaying your spire yeah, exactly. over and over again and <laughs> also playing slay the spire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, highly recommend this game. Um, nice. It's, it, it, I, I assume this is going to be a pretty heavily discounted game over Christmas. In fact, almost every game on my list is, um, is a game that uh, is discounted in Switch's current sale mm. until the 2nd of January. Yeah, so, I got uh, I got a cop Slay the Spire. I think I might... I'll, I'll yeah, you it. would love it, man. I'd do it yeah, yeah. When, I, when, I, when I get the chance. Fucking do it! Yeah. Slay the Spire, um, number nine. It is developed by Megacrit Games. That's right. And for the uh, very detail-oriented people in the audience... Yes, it did originally come out in 2017 on PC, but Switch release was this year, and we make the rules of this list, so... I would say it's also the definitive edition of this game as well. It's a game that they've they've added several characters to since that initial release, and like I think we are now entering a point when, yeah, a lot of these games come out on PC, you know, a year, two years before they're released on consoles, but you could almost look at that as it's the beta. Right. Um, you know, there's another game that's showing up, and and that came out last year on PC that I'm going to talk about much much later in the list. Um, and it's almost a completely different game. The version okay. that initially came out on PC, they add, you know, extra components to the story. They, you know, new new parts of 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 the game. In in Slay the Spire's case, when Slay the Spire first launched, you could only play as one character. Now you can play as four, and each of that is a like drastically different campaign. 
So if you want to maybe put a caveat on it, like, you know, console edition of... Obviously, the Spire is my game of, of 2019, but I, I don't know. One, also, don't care that much about people saying slightly older games are there. To finish the point I was making to the very detail-oriented people, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we make the rules around here. <laughs> All right, so that was your... What was that? Number eight? That was number that nine was, for me. That was your number nine. Okay, so we're now into number eight. Hit us. Okay, so uh, number eight for me is another uh, Apple arcade game. And uh, it's a game we've mentioned a few times already this episode. It is What the Golf. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, what the Golf is a... Okay, it's, it's, it's billed as a, a golf game for people who hate golf, golf games. Yes. I love golf games. Right. I, uh, I played many, many hours of um, endless... Go- what was that golf game? On? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I know the one you're talking about. God damn it. You put me onto it. Yeah. Even though I played many hours, apparently. You yes. were the one who told me about it, so you should know. What this game is called? Um, it was a uh, desert golf. Desert golf. Desert golf. Um, there it is. And, uh, and and even like dating back to the NES, I always loved, um, you know, that just that you know classic example of like you know, uh, waiting for the altitude and the and the and the power levels to be at the at the right part, and then swinging against the wind. Like even the most primitive golf games, I've I've enjoyed. As someone that doesn't actually like the the actual game of golf, computer game golf has always appealed to me. Sure. Um, but what the golf is, uh, it, it starts out as a fairly normal golf game, uh, where you pull your finger back on the phone and then release it to, uh, to fire your, Lit- your golf ball. Literally just the first level. Exactly. And then, and then with 10 seconds, um, after starting that first level, when you get that hole in one, uh, suddenly it starts fucking with you. And when you pull back and think you're going to release uh, the ball instead, like the actual golfer himself goes flying in the yeah. direction of the hole. And then, you know, you are, it, it just keeps getting more and more creative and silly uh, past that. You, John and I talk about humor in games constantly. I think this is by far the most I've laughed in a game, certainly this year, if not ever. Yes. Um, where uh, just that, like that completely unexpected physics um, stuff where, like, you know, playing with what you think is going to be the the ball in each level and suddenly... You know, the, the last thing you expect is going to fire out in, in, in place of the ball. And it, it just, it, it's so funny. It's such a good game to show someone to. And I think this is just such a clever use of the application because when you open the game for the first time, even if you've been playing it for hours, you can either continue the, your game or you can swipe to the right and say, show a friend. Yes. <clears throat> and it will give you like a 20, 20 level smorgasbord of, uh, of, of, the, the best levels the game has to offer to kind of show how fun and creative this experience yeah. is. And well, so I, I, I've, you know, I've, I've given that to my dad, I've given that to my son, many friends, and it, it, everyone's just like, this is so funny and so instantly sold in it. I, I think there might be someone pretending to be Santa Claus in my neighborhood because there's okay. just someone ringing a bell. Weird. I, um, school isn't even... School's out for the summer, everybody. Bring out your dad. If I listen to Big Alice Cooper, <laughs> I reckon his favorite indie game of 2019 is... Probably what the golf yeah, as well. Sure, I think yeah, he yeah. does play a lot of golf, actually. Um, <laughs> What's your basis for that? I don't know. Gloves. <laughs> um, but yeah, what the golf is just—it was just like such a great source of fun, and they've actually kept updating this game. There's actually a Christmas pack now. If you, oh snap! Uh, yeah, this is going to go up just before Christmas. Um, what you should do uh, instead of talking to your relatives on Christmas Day, yeah, open up that. what the golf. It's about it's about a half hour long campaign. It's an advent calendar. 
Oh, okay, the Christmas one, right. So every day is... So you, you, have you played this right or no? No, I haven't but played the Christmas so, 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 one. I thought you meant the entire game was about a half hour. I'm like, no, it's not. No, yeah, the Christmas... The Christmas as in like, okay, if, Christmas you, if, one, if, sure. if you've already played and finished What the Golf Like, we both have. Sure. Christmas Day, open up that advent calendar. Every day of, of Christmas, you've gotten a new... Two new challenges. Basically, the first of which is shooting the number from the advent calendar into a hole. Oh, And amazing. then you get another like kind of vaguely festive themed uh, uh, golf course. It's really, really Fantastic. fun. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, such a great, like, you know, physics games are, are very, can be very, very fun. And uh, I can't imagine how this was to play on mo- on devices that weren't mobile because it just, for me, it was just so well-tuned oh, to, yeah. to using your finger. Uh, love this game. Awesome. Who developed and published it? It is Triband is the developer. Yeah. Um, and published by, uh, hold on, I have it here. So this is published, self-published, and also Fig, which is the crowdsource, the crowdfunding platform set up by Tim Schafer, among other people, and The Label. I have okay. no idea who The Label. Don't find out. It was nominated in the Game Award for Best Mobile Game. It I, is, is insane that that didn't win it. It. I voted for it. Yeah. I, that was that was my vote for mobile. And Like, I get that, I just, like, like COD shouldn't be allowed to win Best Mobile Game. No, It no. should only be allowed to win Best COD Game in the last decade. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and even then, I don't think it would win. The, the latest, well, the mobile game shouldn't. The latest COD wouldn't Isn't win Isn't the latest that. COD fairly well regarded? Yeah, but I mean, ugh, man, fuck Call of Duty. Let's not talk about, like, uh, I... It's given me great joy to have been looking through all these best of 2019 lists and just not seen Call of Duty <laughs> in a lot of them. Like, I'm actually, I've, I've, quick aside, I've been surprised by how many of these lists have almost majority indie games on them. Yeah, right, cool. Like, it's been great to see, like, all these kind of, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely, you know, publications where it's like all of them are triple A's. And it's like Sekiro and Death Stranding and this and that. And it's obviously just like, right, you guys play the big games. Yeah, I, mean, but I think there's there's enough AAA games coming out each year that if you're a mainstream press, like once you start playing all the AAA games, you don't have time to play indie games. Yeah, like, I do understand it. That's fair. Yeah. But it has been very heartening to see so many indie games showing up on these lists. Anyway, my number eight is... Hold on, my phone's gone to sleep. <laughs> I haven't memorized these. <laughs> um, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah. Uh, I agree with everything Levin said previously about it. Um, I I think one one thing I'd add is just, like, like you were saying, like listening to the soundtrack outside of it felt like cheating. The art, just the, and by art, I mean like the design of the levels, the way they've designed them to work with the songs and all that kind of stuff. Gameplay-wise, it was almost, like, too frustratingly difficult to really feel like a good time, but I was so... Oh, caught. really? I was... I was look, I, I, of course I sucked at the game. Like, <laughs> I don't think I got... Because I got, what, bronze, silver, and gold ranks? Yeah, yeah. I think I just did bronze across the board, almost, with maybe one or two silvers in there. So I wasn't good at the game, but I was so caught up in just the sheer spectacle of it. Um, I think that the, the first level is that, like, amazing electronica version of claire de lune oh it's, it's that, like the, that's like my favorite someone in the game when you're yeah. like longboarding over that crazy winding road and i was just it was the first thing i saw i'm like oh my god what is happening here this is amazing the character designs are like really fucking cool like you see the you know the various because it's all based on tarot i think the tarot right, card yeah. deck all the various gangs they have based off these tarot cards i'm just like 
shit, man, cosplayers are going to be going bonkers for this. Cause <laughs> it's just like a nice suit and a domino mask and boom, you're in. Um, but yeah, I think it was, it was such a, such a goddamn strong, um, strong entry on the games as art list, essentially. Have you been watching The Watchmen? No. John does not watch The Watchmen. No. Um, but Claire de Lune features, Answers that question. features very, very heavily in, uh, oh, in, nice. in that okay. too. But every time it came on, I was like, fuck yeah, Sayonara Wild. Yes, yeah, let's, let's play some Sayonara. <laughs> fuck yeah, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I actually went to that fountain and it generally just has like a bad EDM soundtrack. Oh, right. And I was like, Ocean's Eleven lied to me. It was such a classy <laughs> moment in the game and it sucks here. In the movie. Like, yeah. like all of... Vegas, fuck, fuck Vegas. <laughs> You've Sorry. been like twice, right? I've been like three or four times. That's insane. I've never. I've been to America like seven times, it's and I don't think I've ever I been to Vegas. Fucking hate Vegas. Why do you keep going? Uh, the last time it was Hoover Dam and the Neon Graveyard, and that's it. The 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 what Beavis and Butthead do America tour. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so uh, my number seven. Yes, I guess Gatto Roboto. Ah, I thought. Yep, called it. Knew it would show up on your list. So another game published by Devolver Digital. Who the fuck is ringing bells? Is it like a? Is it like a oh, you know what it is? It's what? a home ice cream truck. Oh damn! Should we get some home Lemons, ice cream? Let's pause the. Okay, app. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Goddamn ice cream is good. Oh boy. <laughs> we just bought... Uh, so there's this thing in Sydney, in the suburbs. I don't know if it's Australia-wide. It's called Home Ice Cream. And basically, I don't know what schedule they stick to. And they only do some suburbs, but... It's only a suburban thing. It doesn't, they don't go anywhere near the city. No. It's like I've, a, I've never seen a home ice cream truck. So they drive around in trucks and they have a bell and they just ga-ding, 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 ga-ding. And then you run out there. Um, we used to have this thing called Mr. Whippy. And Mr. Whippy is like a soft serve ice cream van. Yeah. But they play like green, green sleeves. Um, and uh, 
you go, oh my god, it's Mr. Whippy, and you run out and you get like a, a cone with soft serve ice cream in it, maybe some sprinkles on it. Chuck dip that bad boy. Yeah, and put a flake in it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, that doesn't really happen anymore. Home ice cream, on the other hand, you, you hear you hear the bell, you're like, that's the home ice cream ice cream bell. Or in our case, you hear the bell and you go, who the fuck's ringing a bell around here? <laughs> We're trying to and then you a realize it's home ice, home ice cream. Um, and so you can only buy in bulk. Yeah. So I just bought 30 chocolate uh, fudge. fudge Ice popsicles like, yeah. like ice creams for for twelve dollars. Yeah, insane. That's so cheap. I got like fifteen like chalk dipped ones with sprinkles on them for like seventy three cents each. It was like eleven fifty or something. Just insane. So I, we run back into my house like two dumbass school kids who yeah. just bought all these ice creams. Like, look what we did. And my wife's like, Oh, we just bought some before <laughs> you did. So now my there's no room in my freezer. It's just full of ice cream. I was I was really hoping that like because because you were looking for vegan ice creams because you got sister coming around, sister's a vegan, etc. One kind of dairy. Yep. I was I was um really hoping B would be like, oh, I bought the vegan ones. Like yeah. she bought the she bought the truck out, but sadly it was it. not to be. Yeah, I'm very surprised that home ice cream would even try and cater. To yeah, vegan. no, yeah. yeah. Although they're not, not catered hard enough, clearly. Yeah. Anyway, Gutter Roboto, everybody. Gutter Roboto. Um, so, uh, Gutter Roboto, um, published by Devolver. It was developed by Doinksoft. Doink. I mean, it was a really, really sweet, cute, uh, uh, black and white Metroidvania. Now, when I've played, I reckon, 30, more than 30 uh, Metroidvania games in my life, I've played several Metroid games, I've played several Castlevania games, and would you believe, John, I've played several... Tens of several oh, wow. uh, uh, games that have combined the two, Sem- thus creating the genre Metroidvania. Right. Um, and the one of the like biggest traits of this game, these games, beyond like you know it being an adventure that you can you can't access the entire map at first, you've got to get upgrades to then it. But it's they're always like quite long experiences. Yes. <clears throat> and so Gutter Roboto is a three to five hour long Metroidvania. Sure. And for that. It belongs on this list. Yeah, of course. Because it is so sweet and, and you never get sick of it. Um, it introduces heaps of mechanics and it's, it's really, really fun in that, like, yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a cat, basically, like your, your, your owner, his spaceship crashes into a planet. He can't leave the spaceship, so he sends you in a mech. Yes. Um, and where Super Metroid would have you in your suit, you can just crouch down and then become a ball to go into small um, areas. In Gutter Roboto, you have to just leave the mech yeah. and be a cat and then kind of explore other areas as a cat who dies if anything hits you. Or you can be in a mech, which can take lots and lots of damage. Mm. Um, there are several other vehicles that you man throughout uh, the game. There is a, a mouse who basically is also able to take control of mechs and he's your main enemy yep. in the game. Um it's just so much fun, and I came very close to 100%ing it. It would have been higher if I could have, because there was a, a small bug in the game when I played it, which was, you know, you know, it was before the game actually launched, so fair sure, enough. Sure, sure. But uh, I came very, very close to 100%ing this game. Um, it's it's just so much fun. You unlock uh, filters. A few games have done this this year. Filters to basically turn the game different colors. Yeah. Um, but I played it in, in black and white the whole time. I thought it looks great. Oh, I, gee. Nice. I loved it. It was just a really, really fun experience and it kind of like the essence of what I want in a small game. Yeah. Um, I am someone who does not have the amount of spare time that I would like to have. So I think that is the main reason that I turned to indie games because the AAA ones, as well as also being like a huge waste of time along alongside all of the actual good gaming stuff, mm. it just, it asks so much of you. 
um, and out of your time. So play, being able to play a small experience is why I like indie games. And Gutter Roboto uh, was just like a just a pure little injection of uh, of Metroidvania. Yeah, and, and a very good one. Exactly what you need. Um, cool. What was this? Eight. That was seven. Uh, I think it was seven. Seven. Should we recount? <laughs> So we've had... Sayonara Wild Hearts was 10 for me. Grindstone was 10. Slay the Spire was 9. Children of Mortar. What the Golf. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Gutter Roboto. And my number 7 is Katana Zero. Oh, very yeah. another Devolver game. Yeah, Devolver. Another strong year from Devolver. They just... I would say maybe they're strongest. Really? Mm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I would not disagree. Um, yeah, Katana Zero was... Banned in, in Australia. Australia for a small amount. I think you can get it. Yeah, now. yeah, I think it's. I think it's available now. But like, I remember when it came out, we were both very eager to play. And you have your little American account yeah, trick right. that you do, whereas I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> um, I played on. That's right. It was. It was banned on Switch. It wasn't banned on PC because for some reason Steam gets around this shit. So I grabbed it on PC, played it there. You play as a sort of, uh, I guess. Samurai? Would that be the best way to... Do they use katanas? Or maybe even ex-samurai. Ex-samurai. <clears throat> but he has a. He also ties to the war as yeah, well. He yeah, was, he was a soldier, soldier in the war who was given this experimental drug that essentially allows him to manipulate time. Um, not, not so much like he can't travel back in time or anything, but like it almost gave him the, the ability to like save point his life, go and do stuff, fuck it up, and return to the save point and go until he works out the best way to do it. He can also slow down time though. Yes, he can. Yeah. Um, so it's this, and it's sort of like this, this storyline of you kind of finding out why you're still being manipulated by the government with this drug and all this kind of stuff. It's very fun to play. Like it's, it's super satisfying to, to kind of tear through a level, um, really well, like tactically and nail everything off the bat. Sort of my my friend Pedro-ish, but I was like, say, this is the main game that took the wind out of my friend Pedro's yeah, sales, I feel it, sales for me. It kind of did what my friend Pedro were trying to do, but a lot better. I thought it had like great moments of humor through it. The whole like there's a weird little subplot that goes on throughout the game where you listen to various enemies as they talk about someone called Scary Terry. Yeah, Scary Terry was that it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, what was the what was the name of that gang that people would that someone was trying to join? So long since they played. Yeah, yeah, same. It was, I can't remember, but it's the, the, we had some very the great something Rickies. The like, yeah, pretty yeah, Rickies, pretty Rickies. Yeah. So it's like you know, you you start off as like a handsome Richard, and then you become a pretty Ricky, That's or right, something yeah, like yeah. that. Just weird, funny things like that. But um, yeah, just the the combat felt great, and I thought overall it was a really cool little experience. It had an excellent story as well, which yeah. uh, you know, it's not something. Typical of uh, your very kind of uh, you know quick reflex action games, yeah, like this one. One of those one of those games where like the combat actually <laughs> makes you feel powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we're onto number six, last last game of the app. Um, so this is a game featured heavily. In fact, this is actually uh, one of our uh, favorite games of the year. Right. And um, I say one of us, I mean Archie. <laughs> this sure. is his favorite game of 2019, and it's my sixth favorite. Untitled Goose Game. Awesome. <clears throat> um, uh, Made and developed by House House, House down in Melbourne. Published by Play. Is that what they're called? Uh, no, they're called Playsoft. Maybe. No, they're the guys that are doing the that yeah. cool cranky, like that that the next they're putting out that their console in twenty twenty. Yeah, that'll you, be you play with a crank. That'll be great. I'm, I'm on the mailing list as soon as I can buy one. Play. I will. It's Playtronic. Playtonic. Play. 
Is it? It doesn't have it written here, unfortunately, which is kind of annoying. Um, I don't think Platonic is right. Uh, panic. Panic. I knew there was yeah. an ick in there. Anyway. Panic, panic published it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Untitled Goose Game. I mean, you know, this is probably the most famous indie game of the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, and certainly the one in, in meme territory that just kind of took over. Uh, I am one of many people that would love to see this character brought to Super Smash Brothers. Sure. And I don't think you can say this about any other character uh, in, in an indie game this year. Shovel Knight? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I would love to see Shovel Knight in there. I think he that he would absolutely be such a fun character to play as in there. But, sure, but yeah, I mean, Goose would be incredible. Amazing. Untitled Goose, I yeah. Um, look, I, I I think when I when I first started started playing this game, I you know I, I beat the first the, the, the farm level, and I was kind of like, oh, is this all this game is? But I am going to put this out there. Don't don't play Untitled Goose game by yourself. Yeah, play it with people. All of you yelling different things at the screen to try and help you finish it most I, most people just yelling honk yeah yeah i played it with both my kids it was i mean you, you I, we recorded an episode about it it was there the first game that the three of us were able to play together and talk about um they all wanted a turn and like you know each of them played the game pretty much the same just honk honking honking yeah. while running around in circles um it was one of the first games that Archie was able to get his head around as a like a, you know you know a controller because he knew what each button did, mm-hmm. um, and because it's so low risk, obviously he's not going to try and actually do any of the tasks, but he was able to just mess around in the world without the fear of getting killed or yeah. losing stuff. Like it, it, it's it's a really really fun. Um, it's a really fun open world to, to fuck around in. As a I goose. think that's I've heard it mentioned, and I think it is a really important point that like the fact that there is no deaths in the game yes. means you just feel free to experiment and do whatever you want, like try whatever you want to try because there's no risk of like, oh, I failed kind of thing. Totally, it's just it's like, ah, like, oh, nuts. The farmer grabbed the carrot back. Let's try something else. Yeah, sort of thing. I loved like you know. I almost would consider giving this a nod for best soundtrack of the year, even though it's a difficult Fantastic. one to like. You can't pick out a, a favorite piece of music from yeah. it, but like the, the integration integration of music in until until a goose game is so cool and different. Um, just the way that you know the piano just starts plinking away. The more mischievous you are, the more mischievous it, it gets. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought it looked wonderful, um, and it was just it just it, it's going to be an experience that my kids will forever remember as like one of the first games they ever played. I've got they've both got um, you know Untitled Goose Game t-shirts coming in the mail amazing unfortunately wasn't able to make the Christmas rush but uh, hey it's, it it's almost better to get presents outside of yeah. Christmas right yeah exactly happy, Christmas you expect them but... happy, happy January 21 hell yeah uh, Chantilly new Christmas yeah exactly but uh, yeah look I, I loved it I, I imagine we're going to see this on your list too so um, I yes. look forward to talking about it again yes uh, my sixth is uh how how can I how can I justify this? Because my sixth comes from our cheat week episode. Oh wow. If you remember that. It's control. <laughs> I um look, I, I understand this could be a contentious choice. Well, especially because I could have put Death Stranding on mine, you motherfucker, but oh well. <laughs> well look, when it like I feel like if I tried to be like, all right, let's discuss some parameters for the top ten, you would have been like, nah, dude, save it for the app, man, save it for yeah, the app. Yeah, sure, there wouldn't yeah. have been any option. Um, and look, you still got your top five to go, so you can scramble it in there quickly if you want. But, but at the top five, how can I take a game out of my top five? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So, so we do a, um, we have a, a, a group of our friends run a Facebook group. Well, I run it, I guess. Um, Angus and I start. <laughs> Angus from HeyFam and I started it at years ago. You admin it. I'm the one in there doing most of the posting <laughs> That's true. now. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty desolate now that we've all started our own podcast with spin-off groups and things sure. like that. Um, but, uh, 
every year we do like a game of the year awards and everyone in the group is is given like six points that they can assign to a game. A friend of ours, uh, Thomas McMullen, aka Shag, came up with this voting system and it works very well. Works great. Um, so I always like pick six games and give each of them one point each. Sure. I know other people will just be like, I liked one game this year. Here's, here's all six points and then that always ends up winning. Both of those have happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but my... My six games were my top five, which you'll hear in our next episode. Of course. And Death Stranding. Right. So there you go. So I I, I guess the next game I would put on my list is Death Stranding. Sure. Then my top five. I am... uh, Well, I apologize. We could have discussed this beforehand. Uh, I just couldn't resist. Since we we did it on the cheat week and I liked it so much, I was like, fuck it's going in. Yeah, yeah. And just the more I thought... Like, the more I thought about it, the more Remedy (laughs) Entertainment... Maybe not in size, but definitely in spirit, they're an indie studio. Like, they've never... They've never capitulated to sort of modern game trends. They've never thrown a, a fucking battle royale in or done any multiplayer or anything like that. They've always just focused on like telling really weird and interesting stories with some pretty captivating gameplay. And I think Control is just the sort of like the culmination of years of making stuff like Alan Wake and Quantum Break and to a certain extent like Max Payne. Damn, I was so hoping you were going to do one that rhymed with Wake and Bake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Wake and Payne. Comma, Mac. Um, nope. Nope. That didn't work at all. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those games where the combat felt fucking great. Another, like Katana Zero, it just, it made you feel so powerful to in- inhabit this character and, and get into all kinds of mix-ups with enemies. But for me, the overarching thing of what made it fantastic is just the story. Like, this weird government agency that 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 like is is charged with taking care of paranormal events and like they've got all these items that have been imbued with like paranatural powers that you can like read about and interact with and you have to go chase some down when they escape and it's just really cool and really weird and interesting and like the architecture of the building you're in is fantastic it was just one of those like Again, this is another game that I thought would kind of like when it came out because it was it did have tech issues when it came out. There were definite problems with like frame rates dropping during heavy combat and like coming off the pause menu and issues with cutscenes. But I've actually been found it really heartening to see how many game of the year lists it's popped up on. Yeah, cool. I don't know why I find it so heartening. I don't know why I need to be like, oh, my taste is being reinforced by the major press outlets. <laughs> no, if something is good, you want, yeah. the, you want them to succeed. Yeah, so, and know. there's definitely, there are, there are games, more often than not, they will be my top two games of any given year. So we'll see in the next episode which those are. But those are the ones that I use as a litmus test for games of the year lists that people put out. Like, Well, I haven't seen my favorite game of the year on any top 10 lists this year. So okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Control, it's it's... The only game I would describe as not a small game that I played this year, um, and it's by no means a triple A, like it sits in, you know, double A or less kind of thing, but um, I did feel kind of proud, like, oh, it's been all indies this year, I didn't succumb to anything else. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty lame fun- year for triple A's, I thought. Yeah. Like, I mean, there wasn't, when you compare it to last year when we had God of War and Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the year before that, you know, Mario Odyssey, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, Nintendo had a really strong year of, of doing, like, a lot of eight, nine out of ten games. Like, you know, Fire Emblem, probably the best in the franchise. Um, but it, it hasn't done, like, Super Smash Brothers last year, like, that's a ten out of ten for a Super Smash Brothers game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mario Odyssey, Zelda Breath of the Wild, two of the best games of, of, of that franchise ever. Sure. <clears throat> Since then, there have been really, really great high points, but... 
Um, actually, interestingly, my favorite Nintendo game of the year is an indie game. So you'll be really? hearing about that in the next episode. Mm. But um, can't wait to listen to this next episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I thought across the board, like AAA, like you know, Death Stranding. Obviously, like you know, if 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 if, if you were able to put the time in it and find what made that game good, which I was able to, sure. it was one of your favorite games of the year. But so many people fucking hated that game. It was very yeah. split opinion very split divisive. on that game. Um, what else have you got? Like there, there, there was very few AAA experiences. That, like you know, Fallen Order. Um, Jedi Fallen Order yeah. Star Wars game was like you know like good but with a caveat of like oh it's pretty buggy and like you know sure. I'm, I think the next one will be so much better yeah uh, yep. Sekiro the, the, Se- Sekiro, the Sekiro yep. Shadows Die Twice was another one that was insane that one the game, the game of the year game like, yeah. I loved it that it did just because it's so weird like that for that kind of game yeah, to win definitely. it definitely but like I would also like I would be very surprised if more than 15% of people who have played that game have actually finished it. Yeah, that's fair. Because those games are fucking hard as yeah. hell. Like, I mean, it's, who who's finishing that? Who's beating that last boss in that game? I have absolutely yeah. no idea, but good luck to And them. I have weird rules where I'm like, I can't put a game in my... I can't say my. I, I can't say a game is my game of the year unless I've finished it. Right? Okay, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to be like, uh, no, I've finished that one. Okay, yeah, good. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, then there's, uh, of course, there's there's a couple of standards like that, and then there's just fucking fodder like Call of Duty Modern Warfare and this is the, the division, hating game, the Division Two. Oh, Ubisoft and, had a bizarre year, yeah, where they think they're now restructuring the way they make their games after you know pretty much being the blueprint for how an open world game works. It looks like they're going to be the ones changing it up. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's been a weird year for AAA games, and I would argue that especially in the first half of the year, this has like been one of the strongest. That was one of the strongest six-month periods for indie games Definitely. Ever. Um, and uh, a good deal of the game games in my top five are from that, that first... I feel like it, it was like kind of like from like March to June. It was just like all bangers. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had... Was it September where it was like Untitled Goose Game and Apple Arcade on the same day? Yeah, that was insane. That just, was a crazy good day. Yeah. What a day. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was just... If we recorded an app that was just you and I being like... Ah! <laughs> Um, cool. Well, that is that is ten through six. Let's do it again. So, in my ten through six, number ten was Sayonara Wild Hearts. Number nine was Slay the Spire. Number eight was What the Golf. Number seven was Gato Roboto. And number six was Untitled Goose Game. My number ten was Grindstone, followed by Children of Malta. In number nine, number eight was Sayonara Wild Hearts. Number seven was Control Katana Zero. And six was control. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we hope we'll see you again next week. Um, by then, it will have been Christmas and whatever religious holiday you do or do not celebrate. So happy end of the year to all of our many denominational listeners. Yes. <laughs> um, We're a broad church here at All the Small Games. Yeah. Um, I hope uh, good old festive present bringer himself yeah. uh, gave you codes for indie games. <laughs> As is the tradition. He emailed them to you. Yeah. He came down your email's chimney and dropped a bunch in your inbox. Um, yeah, we'll be back in a week with our five through one. Yeah, looking forward to it. In the meantime, um, you can find us online at facebook.com slash all the small games or on Twitter at all the small game. We are on email as well. At, um, so just all the, all small, the games small games at, at gmail.com. That's right. If you have any thoughts about our 10 through 6... Well, you want to let us know your 10 through 6, but not 5 to 1. Oh my God, you hold off on that shit till we tell you. And um, then you drop that. And then maybe our first episode of, uh, of January, we'll go through uh, a few top 10 lists that others have sent us uh, through yeah. email. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, you can get in touch with us individually. Uh, John is at 16tacos on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at levdog, L-E-V-D-O-W-G. 
Um, John, it's been a hell of a year so far. Yeah. I look forward for the rest of the year, and in particular, recording that next episode with you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Also, Hopefully the home ice cream ice cream truck comes around eat, again and I'm we gonna, buy more. Gonna eat some more ice cream. <laughs> we should record here more often. This rules. <laughs> yeah. Only during summer, though. Oh. Do you reckon home comes around in winter? That's the, the, the home soup truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time, everybody. Bye. See you, Archie. Thanks for all your input this year. You did great. And my, uh, and my other ones are the <laughs> ones that we... Remember, once you switch, nobody else likes them yeah. except me. In the world. Kay. In the world, that's right. You're the only fan of one to switch. Oh, right, of that's, course, that, yeah. That you made that your bio. Archie Levins, aspiring games journalist and world's only fan of 1-2-Switch. Sole 1-2-Switch fan. Okay, bye, Archie. Not even you. No, I hate it. It's the worst game ever. (laughs) (laughs) I play it because you like it. And that's the important thing. Merry Christmas. One time I even um, beated him on the phone. I I was like... And he dropped his one on the floor. Yeah, that's how how you won. See you, Archie. Bye, Archie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save. 